it's a privilege to be up to share this morning. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Jim for the opportunity to, to bring the word. Uh, this is Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve, excuse me. <laughs> New Year's Eve, and uh, it, it's, it's quite interesting that 2023 is coming to an end very quickly. Uh, today, as the year 2023 comes to an end, or is coming to an end, we need to look back in retrospect and take stock of our experiences, our growths, lessons learned, trials of life, exploits we have made, and losses for the year. Uh, 2023 has been a year of unique experiences for some of us, uh, challenges for some, uh, triumphs for some, economic challenges, and global crises. Uh, let's take a look at some of the events of 2023. For the past few weeks, Pastor Jim Hayes uh, has been preaching uh, on the theme, the Advent. And uh, I remember one of the messages in Luke chapter 2. It was uh, about the, um, the message on the shepherd and the, and the angels. How many of us remember that? Shepherd and the angels. So we took a quiz. <laughs> that's, that was the, at least that's in 2023. We took a, a four objective questions. Uh, how many did you get right? Some of us. Well, oh, okay. I was at the back confidently answering all the questions. I got all of them wrong. <laughs> it was shameful. Uh, my wife only got one question wrong. And uh, she was doing the victory dance <laughs> right by me. <laughs> Uh, since she heard all my answers, I was loud. <laughs> so, 2023, uh, we've seen also the rise of artificial intelligence and uh, controversies about AI taking over the world. There's the fear that our jobs may be taken over by AI in a few years to come. We all hear about chat GPT. I mean, the world is going crazy. In Japan and some advanced countries, some men are getting married to robots. Uh, some are afraid that AI will get so much intelligence than humans and took over the world from us and eliminate humans. Can you picture our pastor in less than 10 years being replaced by a robot preaching to us on Sundays? See, also in uh, 2023, the crisis of uh, Russia, uh, aggression on Ukraine, uh, it's still there, and our brothers and sisters, uh, Christians in Ukraine, they're at war. We also have the economic challenges uh, here in America and global recession. Actually, 2023, World War III is slowly becoming something we can imagine. We also count down the hours and minutes until we reach 2024. Uh, so, some of us are, maybe we're getting... Uh, uh, new goals, anxiously waiting for the new year in hope. It's time to reflect on the past 2023. Uh, and the season of Christmas and the new year sweeps us into a frenzy of work and parties. We need to pause, consider, uh, how to spend, how we spend 2023 before we embark on the new journey of 2024. Uh, we mourn the loss of some of our church members. And our elder, Greg Vodgaard, uh, we've missed him a lot. A wonderful man. 
but these are all the things that took place in 2023. Uh, one of the most shocking events in 2023 uh, was in October 7th, uh, when Hamas, the terrorist organization, attacked Israel. That attack, one of the deadliest attack uh, uh, in Jewish history and human history. Hamas, a terrorist organization from Gaza, the Palestinian territory, came into the land of Israel to slaughter babies, children, entire families massacred. Uh, Hamas beheaded babies and burned bodies alive. More than 1,400 uh, Israeli citizens, including 31 Americans, from infant to elderly grandparents, including children, over 240 of them were taken as hostages. So let's cut our mind back to the word of God to see that Israel, the Jewish nation, has been, they've been going through so much, uh, in, in the hands of people in time past. So let's make sense of all of this in the word of God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 13 to, uh, to 18. This was when, uh, still going, uh, still remembering, uh, Christmas, what happened with, uh, uh, Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus. So Matthew chapter two, verse 13 to 18. The flight to, e- uh, to Egypt. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod is seeking the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. And there were until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son, the massacre of the innocent. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all his districts. From two years old and under, according to the time which he had been determined from the wise men, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and weeping, great mourning, Rachel weeping for the children, refusing to be comforted because they were no more. You see, in this passage we read, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream with this message, Get up, take the child's mother, flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. Why? Because Herod the king is going to search for the child to destroy the baby Jesus. Baby Jesus, the savior of the world, the king of the Jews, promised Messiah was in danger of being killed or destroyed by King Herod due to envy. And another king coming to take his throne. You see, Joseph obeyed God. This was to fulfill prophecy. Joseph got up, took the baby child, Jesus, and his mother in the night and fled to Egypt in Africa. Joseph's obedience until the death of Herod was to fulfill prophecy. You see also in Hosea, Hosea 11 verse 1, there was a prophecy about all this that were happening. It says, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. So, baby Jesus escaped to Egypt. Now, let's see what happened. Herod's bitterness and rage 
are enraged in massacre. So Herod came to the realization that he was tricked by the Magi, the wise men, by not coming to tell the king Herod the whereabout of the newborn baby Jesus. Herod went on massacre rampage, killing every male child two years old and younger in Bethlehem to destroy baby Jesus, the Messiah. We read that this was also predicted, foretold. God had revealed this to prophet Jeremiah. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Who was Rachel? See, Rachel was the wife of Jacob, regarded as the mother of the Jews. This speaks of grievous mourning for the Jews in the land. How do we make sense of all this? So, Cast our mind back to what happened to the Jews in October 7th. As we read in scripture, how, you know, Herod was, you know, had to destroy two years and, and younger children, the boys, in those days. So we see the same scenario play out. Such horrific thing in uh, October 7th. So Pastor James tells us that Oftentimes, I think he referenced the Pastor Jim. He says that the event that is playing out in the world to, for us today is not just physical, but demonic as demonic influences. See, how come our campuses and media continue to celebrate and drum support for Hamas with all that happened with the people of Israel? See, let me give you some examples. We have heard that this lately, from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. What does that mean? Between the river and the sea, the country of Israel, it means that Palestinians to be for the Palestinians will be free. The Jews, the land of Israel, must be eliminated. The second thing you hear: our campuses and media talks about apartheid, occupation of the Palestine or Gaza by Israel. This is also false, because from two thousand and five, the uh, that Israel pull out of Gaza, the Palestine, the people have been governed by themselves. What also do we hear about the underground? You know, you don't hear about the underground tunnels, the military installations in hospitals, residential areas, schools that Hamas used to attack Israel and hide weapons. Also, you see, Israel is the only democratic government surrounded by Islamic rules and Sharia laws. Also, there are Arabs, listen, in the Israeli government and in Dresden country as a nation, there are Arabs that lives there. Today, today, Israeli cabinet has one minister in Israel who is a Muslim. Now, but there are no Christians or Jews in any Arab governing nation. Another thing, Israel is fighting, you see, one of the things we don't hear is that Israel is fighting war in seven fronts. We have seven separate enemies attacking and plotting against Israel, the Jewish nation. Now, what are those nations? The Israel is being attacked by Gaza, by Lebanon, that's Hezbollah, Syria, Judea, Samaria, Iraq, Yemen, and Iran. All these are Muslim nations. Israel is fighting for their survival. So, the Israel were God's covenant people. Different from all the nations of the world. A people of his own choosing. 
And because God is a covenant-keeping God, he will continue to sustain them, even though most of them have not come to accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Now, let's look forward to 2024. As we step into 2024, we need to turn to God's word. Now, let's turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 to 14. This is now reflecting on this coming year. See, Apostle Paul wrote the book of Colossians to the Colossae, the church in Colossae. And when I looked at the prayer he prayed for the Colossian church, I think this would be a good, a good thing to look forward to for 2024. Something to believe God for for 2024. So let's go to that text. Apostle, Apostle Paul prayer to the Colossians or for the Colossians. For this reason, this was Apostle Paul. Since the day we heard of it, heard of what? They heard of that they had given their life to Christ and they're, they're, they're really bubbling or they're growing. We do not cease to pray for you and to ask you that you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to take to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us to the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. So in this passage, Paul prayed for the Colossian believers, the church the body of Christ. I believe this prayer is very relevant as we look for this new year 2024. What is prayer? Some of us may be asking. See, prayer is intercession, supplication, worship, talking and communicating with God, pouring our hearts and minds to God. It shows dependence upon God. It's making requests to God. See, when I gave my life to Christ newly, I used to get captivated by people who can pray well. Christians that are articulate with good grammar and phonetics in prayer. But I later discovered that prayer is just talking to God. So here are the list of prayers, the requests that Apostle Paul desired, look forward to, for God to do in the lives of these Christians in the, uh, in, uh, in the city of Colossae. These are the things Apostle Paul was passionate about. What he wanted God to do in the lives of these believers, the Colossian Christians. This should also be the desire for our lives as we look for towards 2024. What are these prayers? Well, we can pray forward for 2024. You see, it starts in verse 9. The first one is to be filled with the knowledge of the will, of, of his will in wisdom and spiritual understanding. And we'll explain all that. In verse 10, it talks about to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And then the second one, to please God in all aspects of our lives. And then the fourth prayer point, to be able to bear fruit in every good work. Also to, to increase in the knowledge of God. And then the 11th verse, it talks about to be strengthened with power according to his glorious might. And then seven, the seventh prayer is for the attaining of all sentences and patience joyously. And the last prayer point is verse 12. Giving thanks to God, the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints. So, let's look at this prayer one by one. So, 
that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will. You see, knowledge is to know. To know and recognize the full grasp of what designed for you. Since God created us in his image, what is God's will? How can I know the will of God? God's will is what he has planned, made you to be here on earth. You see, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, while we should walk in them. You see, that's why we say, Lord, let your will be done. Because God had already fashioned your life. He has planned for 2024, even beyond for the rest of your life. So the key into that, that prayer is, Lord, you know, that I will be able to know what your will is. Also, God has, you see, he cares about you. We read of God's plan for Israel, even when they were in exile. You see, in, a, in a, uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the people of Israel, they sinned against God. God was mad at them. He allowed the Babylonians, the now present-day Iraq, to take them as slaves. But while they're in Babylon, this was God talking to them in exile. Look at Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will ask me and f- find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to you. From your captivity, I will gather you from the nations and from the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. Yes. And that is why Israel is a nation today. God's promise was fulfilled. Also, talking about the will of God to be done. Look at when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray in Matthew 6. He says, he says, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the second thing, I believe for 2024 for you and I, it's so that you make, it says, it's in that verse 10, it says, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. What does that mean? The way we walk speaks about what we do, who we are. The work is a daily living, the practical way we live our lives every day. Are you a student? Are you a worker? Are you a homemaker? Are you a business person? Are you in jail? Whatever it is, wherever you are on a daily basis, talks about the manner, uh, you know, talks about your walk. See, when we come to Christ, we commit our lives to God, we are no longer separated from him. Then we can walk with God. We walk with God when we spend time in his word. You see, in, and that's an example in Genesis chapter 5, verse, verse 22. There's a man. We read of a man who knocked, who walked with God. And had an unusual, glorious encounter with God. So, what's the third thing? Paul prayed for the Ephesians, uh, for the Colossian church to please God in all aspects. See, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For who comes to God must believe that he is, and is the reward of those who diligently seek him. Pleasing God is doing what he delights in. We want, uh, we all want to please our friends. We want to please our wives, our husbands, our bosses, our mates. We want to please someone. It is doing what they like. See? So that is the same thing. Wouldn't it be good to ask the Lord, help me that in 2024, I'll be able to please you. Now, the, the fourth one is to bear fruit in every good work. What an amazing thing. You see, in Matthew 15, 11, you see, our relationship with God is like a tree. God, God and Jesus are the roots and the branches 
or at the roots and the trunk, excuse me. The source of life and vitality of a tree. See, we are the branches that is holding the fruits. To bear fruit, to produce fruit, the branch must be attached to the roots and the trunk. Our good works, what people see in us that is good, is bearing fruit. And may our lives bear more fruit in 2024. Now, the fifth prayer point is increasing in the knowledge of God. We need not only to know God, but to continue to grow to know God. See, I thank God for this ministry, LifePoint Church. They want to help us to, in the journey to grow with God. They provided us with that reading through the Bible in one year. I think that's what Pastor Eben was showing us. What a way. That's one of the ways we can really, uh, uh, we can know God. Also, the sixth prayer point, strengthen with power according to his glorious might. This speaks of facts that we are weak, we are needy. I know me. You know, sometimes we think we're macho, but actually, when, when you say situations and circumstances, you know that we're very, we're weak indeed. Jesus said in Matthew, in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You see, in good times, in bad times, in hard times, we need God to give us ability to go through all these things that lives throw us. That is why Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the seventh prayer point, to attain steadfastness and patience joyously. That is one of my challenges, to be patient. You know, many of us were parents, we raised kids, you know, patience is one of those things we need God for in our family lives, in every area of life. That's what I'm believing God for. So that's one of those things that Paul was talking about here. And then lastly, he talks about giving thanks. Giving thanks for the Father for he qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints. Be thankful. We hear this a lot in America. God bless America. Isn't that? But let me tell you, because God has so blessed America so much, you need to travel outside this country to be able to realize what God has done for America. We are, uh, you see, are we grateful people? Do we thank God enough and give all, uh, uh, the giver of all good things? Are you grateful to your parents? Are you grateful for your little things? Are you grateful for your wives and husband? Are you grateful for your work, your job? Your salvation. See, it should be this. You see, God bless America, yes. But I think the table should be turned. America, bless God. Since he has blessed you so much, America, bless God. We may be great, may we be grateful and thankful hearts. May we appreciate God's uh, good, uh, people around us. May we be thankful in 2024. Now, how can I start? See, finally, if you are not a Christian, if you are not giving your life to Christ, to Jesus Christ, if you are not born again, you need God to sustain you for this year 2024 because things are going to get tougher and harder. How do you key into this? How can I have a relationship with God? How can I have uh, eternal life? How can I be saved? See, as we celebrate Christmas, remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. God loves you and wants a wonderful life for you. We have all filled God. We are sinners condemned to eternal separation from God, your creator and your maker. Listen, every day, I see my failures every day. Every day, 
I see that it is only by the grace of God I'm a sinner that is truly saved by grace. You see, we have all failed God. We are all sinners condemned to eternal separation from God, from our creator, our maker. Romans 3.23 tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What you and I deserve is death and hell. But you are, but God has made a way for you and I. See, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. See, what I deserve, I do not deserve what God wants to give me. But also God loves all people of the world. No matter how bad, how good we are, or we think we are, how far from God we are. See, that is why John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God's free gift of eternal life is simple and in a person. You see, in 1 John 5, 15, 11 to 15, as we close, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have given, written unto you who be, believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I want to ask you today, do you have eternal life? How do you want to pilot 2024? Don't you see that we need the Lord to guide us, to help us? If you're here today, you've never given your life to Christ or you're walking, watching us online. I want to encourage you today. It's a very simple process to um, just accept that you're a sinner. Accept the free gift of God in Christ Jesus that salvation is free. Ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. Agree with him that you're a sinner but you need to be saved. That you want him to be the Lord of your life. Handle the key of your life to Jesus Christ and God to guide you through 2024 and through life. Shall we pray? Maybe you're here today. You've really never given that, made that decision. You've never given your life to Christ. Or maybe you have done that before in time past, but you backslid it. You're no more working with God. You know, I tell you, God loves us. God loves you. We can come back to our maker. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He said, come unto me, all ye that are laboring and heavy laden, I will give you rest. See, we can come today and God can really come into our hearts, give us that eternal life, and guide us through 2024. As we close, I want to uh, call on uh, uh, Elder Bill Marshall to come up and, and close up with a word of prayer. It's Elder Bill. Thank you. Please, before, when he, uh, before, as he comes, just to let you know, offering is part of worship. If God lays on your heart to give to the Lord, there's a box at the back. Uh, to give uh, to the Lord uh, today, God bless you. Please, Pastor Bill. Okay. It's so good to stand up here and see this many people on a Sunday. What a blessing this is. Thank you all for coming. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for this message. Thank you for this time of year when we can reflect and consider a new year and how we intend to uh, 
lift you up and glorify your name. Father, give us insight, give us wisdom, give us discernment in this new year. Help us to be insulated from the deceit of the world. Help us to know truth. And Father, we know the source of truth is our our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to be focused on him and given over to him. Give us passion and zeal. Help us to exercise the gifts that each one of us has and to implement them in your name. Father, thank you now for this day that you've given to us. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for LifePoint Church and where we are in Olympia, Washington. Bless us, we pray, in the coming year that we might lift you and honor your name to the people who so desperately need a Savior. Father, we ask your blessing now as we go to our homes. Keep this message uh, ahead of us, and we ask it all humbly in Jesus' precious name. Amen.